And it's your boy Roshan Gomez. You're listening to another episode of the Rumor Roy podcast. Special guest in the house, Mr. Azri Malik, uh, lawyer, partner, partner in a firm, uh, uh, co-founder of Small Changes, and overall inspiring guy. Uh, someone that I have been following for a while, and someone I'm really excited to talk to. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you, Roshan, for having me. Um, I've been following you for a while now. Uh, yeah. Maybe we can set up how we actually met, uh, because it was really random, uh, and I you were really busy, so I don't think you would uh, fully remember how we met as well. Uh, I was at the time interning with YB Nick Nazmi. Um, at the time, he was running for the Setiawangsa uh, seat, so yeah. he had, he was actually a Adun. Yeah. So at the time, he was running for his first uh, seat to be an MP, uh, and also it was a very interesting elections because with all the drama uh, revolving around Najib and also the comeback of Mahate, it was an interesting time to say the least. Yeah. So I had just completed my chambering. So I decided I wanted to get involved. I wanted to help out. Yeah. Nobody knew that the opposition was going to win. Yeah. They were an underdog, but um, I thought that it was important that the opposition run a good, uh, election so I decided to help in my own small way mm-hmm. I had actually met YB Nick <coughs> sorry a few years before that when I joined uh, that time he was deputy speak, speaker for the Selangor uh, 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 house and uh, he and Hannah Yo had done a, a, like a Adun program mm. for young people mm. so I was one of the, the people so we like kind of uh, had sessions with uh, different politicians and we did like a session where we were Adun members uh, and I was of course the the Adun for Batu Caves. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alright. Okay. I thought it was a little bit parliament, on the nose. Uh, it's like youth parliament something like that. Something yeah, like that. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why I first met him. Then after I chambered, I decided to, you know, connect with him and, mm. and intern with him. So he took me all over the place. Mm. YB Nick is really good to his interns. Mm. Um, so he will, you will go to his uh, house mm. and then you start your day with him. So you're just with him the entire day. And I have to say that man can go all out. Mm. You know, he can, he can just go on like four, five hours of sleep. Mm. Like the first day I interned with him, he had just the weekend before come back from like Sabah, I think. Mm, mm, and he had mm, come mm. back from Sabah, he had slept for four hours and then he's up mm. and then we started our first mm, day and it was mm. a whole day planned out for mm, him. Mm. You know, it's just jumping from event to event to event mm, to event. Mm, 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 mm. So anyway, uh, we, we went all over the country, mm. uh, Peninsula and Sabah and Sarawak. Mm. And one of the events we went for, I met you. Okay. It was, I can't remember what it was exactly, but there were a lot of people. I remember Shah being there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, different persons. And um, he was, I think, part of the, like a panel or something like yeah. that. Mm. Uh, and you were the organizer. Mm. And you, we were talking and you told me that you do also like, um, kind of like a discussion group for yeah. for students, right? Young and people. For young people. Yeah. And I wanted to join, but I was chambering at the time. Mm. Cox. I sorry, not chambering at the time. I had just finished chambering. Mm. I was looking for work at the time. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, and then after that, I, you know, once you started my first year, it was just madness. Lah. 
Mm. I really Practice didn't have this. It's like that. Yeah, yeah, you don't really have time for anything else. Yeah. But I followed you on social media. Yeah. I've been following you for the past few years, mm. stalking you from the darkness, <laughs> from the from, <laughs> from the shadows. Okay. Uh, and I've just kind of really been inspired by the things that you you post about in terms of the things that you say and represent. Mm. But not only that, the things that you do as well. Mm. You know, with like the work you do with small changes, mm. the mentorship that you do, even this thing like the small uh, discussion groups that yeah. you were doing with college yeah. students. Yeah. And I wanted to have you on because I feel like discourse in Malaysia now and around the world mm. is so polarizing. Mm. You're either a bangsa bubble everything is racism, everything is patriarchy, everything mm. is sexism, everything is oppression, mm. or you're on the other spectrum where you're like a racial supremacist or where you're always accusing minority cabals moving around. It seems these two groups are often incentivized to shout out their views. And mm. you have actually a lot of people who are more centrist, who are more progressive, mm. who are thinking things through so they don't post as quickly and mm. as loudly, right? Mm. And often... These people are also trying to build bridges. So they will not mm. say things so aggressively all the time. Mm-hmm. And I like the things that you post about, you know, in the sense that you, you are, it has nuance. Mm. Uh, there's, it's bridge building. Mm. You talk about your Muslim faith mm. in a way that to me is healthy mm. and good. Uh, even before the podcast, we were talking about how we both are fans of Hannah Yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think, you know, that kind yeah, of sums yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. We are people who like, are looking for people like Hannah Yo yeah. to have more of a platform because we want rational discourse, yeah. nuanced discourse, yeah. not this like shouting in the parliament kind of mm. rubbish. Mm, mm, right? Mm, mm, mm. So yeah, uh, that's why I wanted you on. So thank you so much for coming on. Okay, thank you for inviting me. So maybe you can start a little bit about, your, just give, give us a background about who you are. Mm. and uh, like where do you come from and yeah what was your like origin story a little bit oh okay I okay I was born mm. in Kelantan okay. right okay but I've lived all my life in Subang Jaya right? right I went to national school right multiracial national school uh, and then I I I went to college I went to help mm. and then I went to Cardiff Right. As, uh, oh, yeah, we yeah, are yeah. Can from... the same university <laughs> yeah. alumni. Yeah, <laughs> to do my law and then did my bar at Lincoln Scene and then came back. Right, came back. Uh, worked with a few big firms. Uh, my parents are lawyers as well, so oh, wow. I worked with them right uh, for a while before setting up my own firm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's a bit about myself, I guess. Subanjaya is cosmopolitan. I would say. I mean, I think like we were talking also before the podcast about how being in national schools yeah. sort of, uh, um, um, what's the word? So, the worldview. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And right now it's a bit sad, but with the privatization of education, mm. you see a lot of, um, uh, peop- a lot of people arranging, uh, you see society sort of arranging mm. its students based on their family income mm. so like if you're like super rich you're going to like gardens or, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. but if you're like just above uh, income now mm. uh, you're going to like certain private schools yeah, yeah. and then that's leaving more of the lower middle class or yeah. poor yeah. to stay in the government schools yeah. and they're predominantly usually one race yeah. right and so that's kind of sad though mm. um, because like I think going to so which school did you go to? SM 
Sri Subang right. uh, Primary School, SMK Subang Jaya for secondary. Right, and what was like the racial ra- ratio in those? Racial ratio, I would say maybe fifty percent Malay. Or 40% Malay, yeah. 40% Chinese, 30% Indian. Yeah, my, yeah, 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 yeah. my school was maybe like that 50... Uh. Mine was maybe 50% Malay uh. and the rest was Indians and Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Indians maybe being like 10% actually. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but having that... um, Having that... uh, you Because you didn't have a choice, right? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> you had to go to those yeah, schools, right? Yeah. And it was a good experience because you were kind of like forced to meet people that you otherwise would not have met. Definitely, definitely. You know, I, I mean, like, we are the sum of our experiences. Yeah. I was part of the first national service in Malaysia. Mm. So I went to Trunganu. Then I, f- I met with a peer mm. who, who, when we had a concluding remark, what was your best experience or lessons to be learned, right? It was a guy from Trunganu. He said, I'm thankful uh, in Malaysia, he said, yeah. uh, for being here today because this is the first time I met people outside from my race right. uh, because Trenggano schools maybe 99.5% mm-hmm. are Malay, right? So, first time interacting with pre- people from uh, their race, right? Mm. So, for us in national school, I mean like, everyone was friends, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's no this narrative of you know, some that person is different from us. You know? Well, okay, no. To yeah. be fair, there were racial divides. You yeah. would see Chinese people sitting with Chinese ah, yeah, people, yeah, yeah. In, Indian people speaking Indian, Malay people sitting yeah. with Malay people. And you would often, like in my school, but my school, they, they, there was a lot of, my school is actually like on those lists of like mm-hmm. most like, uh, I don't know, naughty schools in oh, the really, country eh? or something like that. Which, yeah. which school was it? SMK, Bandar Sri Damansara, it's like a random school. But I think Damansara like, is quite... Okay, not Damansara, right? Bandar Sri Damansara. Bandar Sri, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, a bit okay, different. Okay. But we, I think like, yeah, we got like a bit of a bad rap. But mm. you do, you would see like Malay uh, groups fighting with Chinese groups. Uh, yeah, and yeah. you know, the clannishness is there. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. You, were, you would have to face it when you were young. Mm. Whereas now it's like you separate them and they never have to deal with mm, it. Mm, 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 which I I think it's worse. Mm. Yeah, there's maybe less confrontation when you're young, but mm. when you get older, like you said, you're not interacting with these people. You mm, don't even know mm, how mm. to interact with them. Mm, 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 right? Mm, mm. You might say like, for example, with uh, Muslim people, mm. uh, there are certain things <clears throat> when it comes to food, yeah. uh, when it comes to um, maybe uh, certain things that are a bit more sensitive, right? But if you, you don't grow up talking to Muslim people or knowing mm, Muslim mm, people, mm, 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 mm how do you know how to interact with them? Yeah, yeah. You know, how do you know what you can or cannot do? Mm, 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 you know, you might just like fry a pork mihun mm, and mm, mm, think, mm. thinking it's okay, give it to them. Yeah. You correct. know, and cause an issue. You know, yeah, the, yeah, these yeah. kind of things. La. You'll be surprised what people don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, but like you said, the thing is, we were forced to mingle yeah. when we were young, right? And that, that that was an experience in itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you um because I know like YB Nick talks about this as well about yeah. like how he sends his son for to government school yeah yeah and how he also feels a bit like disappointed lah that there's this sort of like privatization of education and the separation mm. but I don't see a way to turn it back though that's a very interesting question because I've I've been thinking about it as well. Mm. Yeah, so how do we move forward then? Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, how yeah. do we move forward, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, so 
to be honest, I don't really know as well because if you're a parent, once you're a parent, of course you want to uh, hedge your bets, right? And mm. then maximize the success in in our mindset. We feel like well, private school is the best. In the you know, if you have if you have the yeah, if you have the means, right? But that's the thing. That even mm. our perception of the education system. Mm. it's kind of discouraging mm, 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 I don't know mm. about you but my parents used to tell me that when they were in school mm. there was like a high regard towards the school institutions yeah yeah not only, not only schools like even the medical system mm. uh, the education system there mm. was like high regard but mm-hmm. now you see people like like you said like, they mm. For to do what they think is best for their mm, children, mm, mm, mm. they send their children to private schools, and these private schools are not cheap. Yeah, correct. They're expensive. Correct. Man. Yeah. So it's a bit weird. I don't. Perhaps I. To be honest, I I I don't have a v- opinion on this yet. Yeah. Right, but it's it's tough. Right, idealistic. Ideally, you would want to say you want to send your children. For national reasons, right? Yeah. For uh, to to national schools, but when push comes to shove, I don't. I'm not sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Uh, in urban areas, the schools are much better. I would say, right? Maybe Subangjaya, Tamanton, or Damansara, mm. right? Those kind of schools that they still have a certain. But but it's it's it could be because of these students that go there as well, right? Sure. Because uh, perhaps their parents are affluent from affluent families, yeah, or certain sta- status, right? Or maybe so, some of these schools have like legacies, like you're talking about your like Saint, Saint John's, John's, your yeah, 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 yeah. CBNs and Asuntas yeah, and all yeah. that, right? True, true, true. You said that you're fr- uh, you're born in Kelantan. Yeah. Do you go back often? Um. Prior to COVID, yes, right. right, yeah, but now uh, I haven't been going much. Do yeah. you see any differences between Kelantanese people? I mean, this might be a dumb question, mm, mm, mm. and people in like in like KL, for example, definitely because yeah. they always say like even in fact, I was talking to one of the guys we interviewed. Mm. He's a conservationist mm. and he mm. studies uh, snails, mm-hmm. so he had a grant, but he was doing uh, I think uh, Kani was in mm. in Samnanjo. And he would he went to like I think it was Klantan or Trangano, and mm. he had to stay in like these really rural villages. Mm-mm-mm. And I mean they were all predominantly of course Malay. Mm. And he said he had <clears throat> the best time, Definitely. and that they were so nice and yeah. welcoming. Yeah. Right. I mean, when generally generally those from rural areas are more chill, mm. right? More chill, laid back, and they treat visitors as guests, right? And and if you see the people, uh, non Malays, for example, in Kelantan, they speak fluent Kelantanese or Malay, right? Yep. Because a small number of people they assimilate, right? Mm. And I don't know. I mean, like uh, generally, I I would say people from rural areas are more relaxed, right. uh, more relaxed, right? Uh, more welcoming. Right in in KL things are just more fast paced. Yeah. Right. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So do you? This I always sometimes I think about like hmm. should we like try and develop Trangani and Kelantan more, like because like there seems to be like there's a price for the development, because mm. if they are like happy now, <laughs> like why you know why do you want to push that development? It's like a weird way we even yeah. like measure the uh, development, right? We always look at like things like GDP, mm, how mm, much mm. of money we are earning. Mm, mm. But like, like 
we don't really look at like are people happy mm. i think uh there must be progress of course mm. right uh once the infra- infrastructure is developed then it's up to them whether to uh, participate in the rat race or business but mm. the opportunities must be set right mm. for me that choice we i think if we are a government we should we should always try to develop right mm. and it's up to their choice uh, whether they want to participate or not why i say this is because uh i'm also involved in uh projects involving orang asli mm. right so i've grappled with this scenario as well because okay. uh in uh one of the community that we exist is the batik community in in pahang and the depth of uh taman negara right okay. so there uh, i think there's around 28 uh, uh kaum suku orang asli and batik is one of the least uh, developed right okay. so so least developed to the point that they don't even go to national schools right right education was only introduced i think in 2018 where they lumped all the batik kids ranging from 5 years old to 13 years old in one special class wow right uh, sekolah arus uh, batik uh, special class right so i thought about it should we but while hanging out with them they're so happy mm. they're so chill you know there's no internet connection in the kampung they have to take boats to right. go to school 30 right. minutes boats uh, otherwise uh, that's the means of transport and then I thought you know what they're living a good life they're just happy and content right happy and content should we disrupt their way of life yeah exactly right? by yeah. offering education uh, school and then asking them to work in uh, the formal economy right because we've we've did we've done we've done this before uh uh in Johor as well tangka uh i think temia temia uh suku kaum and a lot of the kids they go to school but they drop out by 13 or 12 mm. right uh, the because they don't see the rationale of going to school whereby they can at 13 they can work odd, odd ends job 30 ringgit per day 30 times uh, 30 or 28 I'm sorry 900 ringgit you can you can at 13 you can earn that much uh makes better commercial economic sense right but that's uh, not even so like a thousand ringgit a month i think yeah yeah it's yeah less than thousand yeah right but for a 13 or 14 or 15 year old that's a lot right to right. to to assist and even if they are placed in kilang for example some of them uh, go to kilang they feel like very imprisoned jiwa ter perangkap atau uh, terpenjara because they are not used to working in mechanized environment whereby they're used to the greeneries and so on and so forth do right? they say that actually the yeah they say they, they say wow. because if, if they're not used i mean they don't understand why do people have to work eight hours why don't why don't why don't you just work a few hours forage or tanam you know all that and then just have a chill life There's, there's, uh, so hanging out with them really uh, gave me a different perspective right mm. of how different ways of life they're really relaxed I don't think they're so stressed like mm. if you go to KL of course right after balik kerja everyone is so stressed yeah. 7am right so I've grappled with this issue right should we develop uh, 
should we introduce uh, this development at the expense of bringing in the the mental uh, stress that associates with development, right? So, but in my view is we, we must, as if you are holding a position of power, you should at least make uh, present the infrastructure, the basic infrastructure, education, uh, healthcare. healthcare, access, basic access, right? To say they have, uh, but whether they want to take it further from there, it's up to them. It's their choice, right? We must at least present a sun scenario or, 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 or uh, opportunity and whether they want to participate or not, it's up to them, right? But the basic must be fulfilled. So coming back to your question, uh yes, I believe there must be progress, right? Uh, but whether they want to keep, take it further, then it's up to them. Some people are content by living, you know, not too busy lives, right? I don't yeah. have much exposure to the orang asal community. I mean, mm. uh, like church, we do like some outreaches, mm. and you know, but uh, more often than not, usually it's like. Uh, like one-off outreaches, mm-hmm. you know, one day where you mm-hmm. everyone goes and just brings a lot of food, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. rice and mm-hmm. things like that. But actually, the day-to-day of a orang asal, mm. I'm not too familiar with. Actually, do they literally... Depends on the community. Right. That's the, you know, barrio community. That's the high class, the, 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 as, you know, who is that, eh? Now with Shell. Pemandu guy. Oh. What was that? Uh, this really famous guy at one point he was an orang asal uh, yeah 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 uh, one of the, the you know different tribes have yep. different different level of influence lah, right. I would say different tribes depends on the tribe some are still nomadic right hunters some have assimilated uh, to normal society depends on the but the ones in uh, as far as I know of in Batik uh, in Pahang, uh, they spend a f- uh, few months in the forest foraging, uh, and some of them, if they participate in economy, they they sell the products of uh, honey honey product or kayu kayu mm. or anything from the forest, or uh, they become tour guides for taman negara mm. or boat drivers. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, that that is how they participate in the. I guess formal economy, right? Yeah, and and. And but education is crucial because some of them are cheated, right? Yeah. With the money, they don't even know the worth and value of money, right? So I think the basics, as if you are holding position of power, you must at least present or give the basics, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at least make it uh, available, right? Don't uh, shrug off the responsibility by saying no. It's their way of life, right? Is their way of life. We shouldn't present them with this opportunity. Uh, let them be, right? Yeah. And just come every five years for votes, right? <laughs> for me, that, that is... Uh, someone in position of power must do the thinking, right? Yep. Uh, and follow through and present... Uh, present uh, people, even though they have different ideas of how to live their life, uh, but there must be the certain basics uh, which those with wisdom must provide, right? Yeah. This is similar to the case of Malays 100 years ago, right? 100 years ago, right? Uh, Malays were just uh, bercucuk tanam, you know, uh, yeah. just in the sungai, 
right? But someone thought further, right? Someone fought for them, right? Yeah. Someone with wisdom uh, to say, of course, maybe the Western Westerners have different values, you know, back that time, can colonize or whatever, but fought for the Malays or for whoever that was living in um, Malaya at that time, you know, there's alternative way of life, right? Uh, that's why you see a lot of Malays back then pun takut nak pergi schools because they were run by Catholics or yeah. by, you know, they feel like they're going to be brainwashed or so and so, so yeah. and so forth, right? So I feel like, you know, uh, progress must come, right? But whether they want to take it further, then uh, it's up to them, right? right? It's up to them uh, because there's alternative way of life. Because the batik, I don't know why I'm focusing so much on batik, no, but go for it, their go healthcare for it. is, uh, the, I mean, no, they have scabies, right. their their teeth are not well maintained, you know, uh, the children are malnourished, in my opinion, right, for that age. You know, you don't dismiss responsibility when you have knowledge, Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. please, especially those in power, because you will be questioned eventually, why didn't you, why didn't you do this? And don't say that, they didn't know, right? But you knew. You right? knew better. Yeah, you knew better. It's, it's about knowing what the yeah. value is yeah, of someone, yeah. right? Correct. Like if I were hiring someone yeah. and I know, let's say you're like a second year lawyer coming yeah. in and I know that the market rate or I know that in my firm, mm. I pay uh, 4,000 mm. ringgit for a second year lawyer yeah, yeah. and you come in, ask for 2,005, yeah. right? And I just keep quiet and like, okay, since yeah, you want yeah, 2,005, yeah. I'll yeah. just give you the 2,005 yeah. without advising you, telling you like 2,005 might be a little bit low yeah. because your value, the work yeah. that you're going to produce is going to be this amount. Correct. And same thing, the Orang Asal community might value themselves as 900 ringgit a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know mm. that actually they are worth so much more mm, mm. because I guess it's easier mm. for you to just give the like 50 ringgit mm. ang pao mm. and get the vote mm. rather than doing the more difficult thing because mm. it's like counterintuitive because mm. the more value they you show them mm. the more uh, difficult it's going to be to uh, manage your control uh, yeah uh, uh, uh. because once you expose them to so many things they mm. will see so many things mm. it's easier if they're just like simple the, simple uh, uh, uh. they just follow you know come along and follow that's easier yeah, yeah. to control right so institutions can in a way be incentivized to keep people yeah simple or uneducated right correct correct that that is me but i always you know maybe i'm although i'm a lawyer i think part of my soul is the soul of a teacher right yeah, so I, 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 feel believe, the same way. <laughs> I believe in educating and empowering people and giving knowledge mm. uh, for them to you know there's no harm with having educated people as a matter of fact it keeps us on our toes right yeah. because people don't slack off right uh politicians don't slack off right yeah so i'm all for knowledge yeah. in fact isn't i always found it like really interesting that one of the mm. big things about islam is also education yes like isn't the prophet's first message uh, yes. read or something yes, like that? yes yes i remember reading that in history i thought it was quite interesting yes yes not not fear allah not uh, uh do this not instructions mm. it's basically in read ikra right mm. which is you know to empower yourself and uh, uh analyze understand mm. right so that is the, the is a, is a that's the first verse that was revealed actually mm. uh, it's not that fear god it's not that do this you know it's just like we are all uh, thinking individuals right mm. thinking uh, that's the nature of 
human beings, right? Mm. It's a gift to have a mind and that's the only thing that separates us from animals, right? I mean, there's a different level of hierarchy of importance of being, right? Mm. You could be an in, 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 you could be created as a rock, an animate object, right? You could be created uh, as a plant, right? Living organism, right? But don't move, right? You can be created as a hawk, right? Uh, uh, organism that uh, that moves, that breathes, that 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 has a certain function as predator or can eat and do certain things based on uh, its inclination or predisposition. But what a gift to be created as a human being, yeah. right? With knowledge, with wisdom, with free will. Yeah, that's as, is, is as a matter of fact, we are higher in nature than angels right. because angels don't have free will. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. That that's again the, the the very basis of being created as human. We are caliphs. We are vicegerents or caliphs. Caliphs meaning caliphs meaning we are custodians right. of of the world. Not only for mankind but also everything that surrounds mankind. Right. Animals. Right. We have to take care of nature. Right. In all the decision making that we make as human being, all these stakeholders must be taken. Not only progress. Uh, cannot that be at the expense of nature? Sangat, kan? There must be some uh, hierarchy of thinking. Actually, and that's why that's why human being. That's why if you if if in the Muslim narrative or world, you know, uh, when given with uh, uh, Quran, right, uh, the verses of God, right, uh, uh, put to the mountains, right, the mountain broke. Rubah atau pecah because of the amanah is too big, right? Mm. But we are giving we are given with this responsibility as human beings, right? To be the caliphs, to be the vicegerents or custodians of God in this world, right? Mm. Yeah. So knowledge is essential and crucial for me, right? So uh, there's a wonderful yeah. uh, word in Bahasa actually that I always love is akal. Ah. You know, yes. and I always uh, actually learned when I was much. This was like in primary school mm, mm. that one of the big differences the teacher was saying mm, like mm. is between humans and animals yeah. is akal, yeah. yes, right? The ability to sort of like reason at a yes. higher higher yeah. level, and you don't really have an English equivalent, or maybe there is, but I can't think of one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's not consciousness. It's uh. like uh, I don't know what you would call akal. How would you translate akal to English? I don't know, mind, reason, faculty, I'm not too sure. Yeah, that's why it's uh, like, uh, well, it's not really those things as well. Uh, uh. Because like, Akal is specific to humans, right? Uh, uh. It's like a, almost like a, a higher level of consciousness. Mm. Like, uh, like mm. ability to reason, like, I suppose. Yes, correct. Which uh, animals, because animals are more instinctive. Definitely. Right? If, if you, we are, we are, we, as human beings, we can descend to become animals, right? Mm. Brutish, instinct, you know, uh, or we can ascend ourselves to be better than angels, right? Using our reason for for things which are good, right? Yeah. So human beings, there's this duality, lah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you a difficult question? Yeah. Or, sure. I, or maybe a sensitive no question. Yeah. As a Muslim person mm. who's also, uh, I made a mistake once in an old podcast where yeah. I say like there's an a, a, a average Muslim person. <laughs> uh-huh. There's different types of there might be a Muslim yeah. person who eats uh, who eats pork, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
they consider themselves to be Muslim. Yeah. Right? So, I guess I shouldn't say that there is a Muslim and uh, no Muslim. Uh, I don't uh, know lah, right? Yeah. I, and I don't want to get into that. But as a person who is practicing yeah. the, the religion in its, uh, I suppose, in a more, in a more uh, conservative way, I don't know whether that's the right uh, word. No. Uh, uh, uh. But, okay, no. But as a person who kind of sticks to the tenets mm, of Islam mm, 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 mm. as taught, right? Um, but also being someone who is open to meeting people of different races, mm, 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 of mm, people mm, of different mm, religions. Mm, mm, mm. You believe in a Malaysia where mm. it's not just Malays and Muslim people. You believe yeah. in a Malaysia where there's everybody. Yeah, there's definitely. a space for everyone. Definitely. Right? But how do you find it sometimes difficult to reconcile these two things? Like there's your duty to your fellow Muslims. Yeah. Sometimes trump your duty or your, your relationships with those of different religions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because even in Islam, yeah. like uh, Muslims and non-Muslims are treated differently to yeah. a certain extent, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about I, it? I, I've, I always find I have to use my reason to balance, right? Mm. Balance. I think, of course, there will be challenges, but there will always be the preferred way of dealing with things rather than there's a list of choices, actions that you can do. For example, right? For example, my partners in my law firm uh, Indians, both Indians, right? right? So, I told them before. Now, now there's only two partners, right? Me and my other partner. I told them, you know, you know, for Muslims, it's very important that we don't use our money for things which are prohibited. For example, alcohol. I say, you know, for money, kalau boleh, janganlah kan. Use it for uh, to buy alcohol. But you can, but if your own money, boleh. Right, you, you so so we don't have ne, uh, use the firm joint money of, to buy alcohol for socials, but we do have socials whereby there's uh alcohol itself. I I come I cuma I minum coke or normal water lah kan. Yep. So because uh and then I, my partners I fully understand this, and uh, they dah sampai you know hang out with with us. They kata okay this bill makan food firm. Firm ni, we have separate bills. Right. Ah, so it's a compromise. Ah, compromise lah. La. Compromise. Yeah. There's ways to deal with it. Like in the Malaysian bar, there's like one group that not participate Muslims in the Malaysian punya society. Uh, you know, because of this alcohol issue. Yeah, you know, yeah, Sometimes, yeah. you know, you 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 think that it's it's petty, but for some Muslims, it's important, right? right? So for me, okay, tapa, you just separate the fun lah. So okay lah. Right. Separate the fun. There's always a way to deal with things. Okay. Yeah, I think for uh. non-Malays, sometimes we tend to be dismissive mm, because mm. we don't understand how important these issues are. Mm, mm. Uh, we might, and I think for a lot of non-Muslims, they are like, you know, we have always done it this way. Mm, Why mm, do mm. we need to, mm, mm. you know? But it's just like it's a small thing. Small things that can be done to accommodate each mm, other. Mm. Like when I was in Cardiff, we had I stayed with um six other people, mm. seven other people mm, mm. in one house. Mm. Uh, we had one Malay guy. Pot, again about the pork, right? The the pot they tak boleh. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it yeah, but it's not only that because we would cook to and uh, eat together. Uh, uh, uh. So, but because he can't eat uh non halal food, mm, mm, mm. so we just started buying halal meat lah. <laughs> you know, and we will cook, to cook together. And of course, yeah, we, uh, pots and pans are like kind of separate. <laughs> uh, but he wasn't too uh, strict about that as well. <laughs> like. he, he also was, that's why I like the compromise. Because <laughs> he understood that he was in a foreign country. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and there was a point where there's like practicality issues. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. But we also tried our best to yeah. assist. Yeah. You know, so like all our meat was halal meat. 
Yeah. You know, and we cook together and we eat together. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a small thing. Yeah. And in fact, it became like second nature to us that mm. we didn't even think about him. Like, let's say we were buying chicken for my, like for mm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like I was buying chicken for myself. Mm. I would still buy halal chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're so used to going to the butcher, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah, we had like a beautiful kind of like relationship because yeah. of that, those those kind of compromises. I believe in, that's why, that's why, as I mentioned before, we are the sum of our experiences, right? So with greater exposure, mm. all of these issues you know, can be resolved in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm in my opinion, all the differences, yeah, as a matter of fact, differences are, is a strength actually. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you think Islam has been weaponized in this country? It's easy. Easy to use mm. these two things, religion yep. and race. For sure. It's a cathartic <laughs> response. You visceral. Know, it's a uh, visceral, visceral kind uh, of... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you cannot... You, you, you snap, you what you call that? You bypass the thinking. Yeah. <laughs> it's an easy way to secure votes. You know, you you would think that they're really obnoxious and not smart people. But politics is about winning votes, right? If you hit the right uh, notes or right court, uh, court, yep. you can trigger a reaction which lead to a certain. Or oh, I'll vote this, right? So it's actually they all know it. Yeah. It's just part of the game. And yeah. it's, it has shaped Malaysia so powerfully. Mm. Like if we look at the way people perceive DAP, mm. for example, mm. like for a lot of uh, very reasonable uh, Malays, mm. DAP is like the devil incarnate. Mm-hmm. Like this, mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, the agenda, uh, China agenda, mm-hmm. Yahudi for some reason mm-hmm. gets tied up with mm-hmm. DAP mm-hmm. to a point where it's, to me, it seems a bit like it seems like um, these like the OG conspiracies. You know, we OG talk, is what? Oh God. Uh, the original, original. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. we, now, you know, everyone talks yeah. about like yeah. oh, all these conspiracies about yeah, COVID yeah. and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, like Malaysia, we've really had a lot of conspiracies yeah. about DAP since yeah. back in the day. Or even you look at how people have portrayed Anwar. Yeah. You know, the demonization of Anwar. Yeah. And until today... He he can't get rid of that that image, you know. Yeah. And let's say uh, I it it blows my mind. Like if we really think uh, about what Anwar went to prison for, Mm-mm-mm. even if uh, even if, and I'm not saying that he did, Mm-mm. he oh, had a, a private hom- issue. He had a homosexual uh, relationship yeah, with yeah, another yeah. man. Yeah. Who that? Yeah. Who cares? It's a moral yes, issue. Correct. correct. He this man went to jail. Yeah. How many years was it? 10 years or something? Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And he still, people still demonize him now. Definitely. I mean, like in choosing leaders, you know, you have to understand, okay, one, I believe everyone have weaknesses, right? Yeah. Uh, human beings are prone to errors, right? So, but in choosing leaders, uh, uh, choose the lesser evil, right? Yeah. Which is, if you compare someone with uh, abuse of position of power or funds, right? Like we've we've known uh, past few days the the court of appeal cases, right? Sure. Yeah, sir. And compare with someone with private sins, right? Yeah. It's an easier choice to make actually because you're electing someone to position of power. You know, uh, private sins, okay, and public sins, right? Are completely yeah, different uh, things. Yeah, yeah. 
like Martin Luther uh, yeah. King Jr., right? Yeah. He was a preacher, mm. civil rights advocate, but he had multiple affairs. Mm. But no one discredits his work mm. because he was a man. He had mm. problems as a man. Yeah, definitely. But he's, he's celebrated because of his political mm. achievements, right? Mm. Uh, same way here, like, and you know what's the crazy thing? Uh, the crazy thing is how perception-wise, Najib has managed to restore or kind mm. of establish his his PR team is fantastic. Mm, 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 mm. The, from the boss school yeah. and everything. Yeah. He has a bigger following than Said Sadiq. Correct. Yeah. Right? But like Anwar still has this crazy... And considering what Najib did, right? Mm. And the money's involved. Yeah. Even let's say you take away uh, the corruption issues and all that. Just the number, the assets they got from his house. Mm. Uh, you know, Billions. handbags. Yeah. It was hundreds of millions yeah, correct. in cash and yeah. handbags. I mean, like, that's ridiculous. Mm. But somehow, Anwar is the more demonized one. It's, 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 it's uh, Anwar is demon because perhaps he's, he's very charismatic. You know, uh, you know, if you're too good, to a certain extent, orang cantas kan? Yeah. And one, because simple, Anwar works with uh, the others. Concept, right? In a way, right? Yeah. So, and so people uh, use that uh, as yes, a weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that's it, right? Yeah, but that's part. That's the price of struggle. I would say it's not easy to change a person's perce- perception or the collective consciousness of a society. Yeah. You know, if you if you really think about it, I I I try to put myself in the ultra conservative punya viewpoint, right? Sure. You know, because I live in a multiracial and uh, urban area, so I don't have. Those kind of thinking, but I I try to put myself, uh, and at the same time, okay, I did my Sharia in UITM as well, mm. right? For part time lah, kan? So so from UITM, they adalah dapat uh, I I I understood how you know this Malay psyche, Malay right. partially of why they they feel like they have to take care of themselves first before opening help to others. Uh, that's their whole idea, right? Because this race is threatened economically, right? Job, job security, and so on and so forth. So, uh, what the point I wanted to make is, you know, the ultra conservative could have shifted the other way as well. If we if we study history in Rwanda, I think, or Uganda. Uh, in the 70s, right, there was a group of merchant or Indian migrants who controlled Rwanda or Uganda's economy. Mm. And then in the sh- uh, once the populist uh, leader won, they said to ship them out. Ship. Uh, so the whole class of Indian migrants had to mm. uh, leave the country. This mm. was in history, right? Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, but the Malays at that time in the 1957, they say, okay, tak apa, boleh je. We coexist. We mm. give citizenship, so on and so forth. Uh, I want to ask the same question, right, to 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 general Malaysian. Can what if one day, what if we recognize Rohingyans and allow them to form political parties, mm. to form their own schools? to elect a representative and to allow them to have access to education system in Malaysia, private education, uh, public education system. What would you think? 
what's your instant reaction would be, right? Some would say, hey, mana boleh kan? They are orang luar kan? Yeah, yeah, sure. Kan? Hey, hey, ambil lagi resources of our country, whatsoever. But that's what the Malays did in 1957, right? So they allowed people from other country, migrants. Uh, of course, historically, some of some of the some of them may have stayed longer, be the the nyonyas or the chetias or whoever, like and yeah. But a large influx in the 1920s, 1930s were economic migrants, right? Uh, and then allowed uh, them not to integrate in Malaysia to have their own schools right to have their own uh, political parties mm. to have elected representative but why do we have we have this feeling right if we want to recognize the rohingyans some of them have been here for 30 40 years yeah, yeah. right yeah so it's the same thing it could the ultra conservative have could have gone the other way yep uh, at the same time uh they Yeah, they could have gone no, the I, other I, way. I, I yeah. think what you're saying now is beautiful because yeah. it's so true because yeah. I think there are a lot of Indians or Chinese who mm. now, who, if you conceptualize it like that, will be able to understand yeah. the ultra-conservative point of view mm. because with Rohingya people coming in, yeah. the cultural differences, yeah. the language differences, yeah. I surprised, you know, I <laughs> once once on t- uh, taking a taxi, not mm. even a grab, mm. this mm. was like kind of pre-grab, mm. mm. And the taxi driver was telling me, he was a Malay guy, but he was mm. telling me something like, kita India, China, Melayu, kita mesti stick together. Mm, mm, mm. Kerana ke, tengok berapa uh, mm. orang dari Myanmar datang mm, sekarang. Mm, 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 Mereka tak faham kita. Mereka tak faham bangsa mm, Malaysia. Mm, 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 mm. In a weird way, he was like, mm. racist yet, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yet unifying at the same time. Yeah. But even with Indian and Chinese, I noticed the same thing. Yeah. Like, they very quickly will call out uh, Africans yeah. in Kepong. Yeah. Uh, for being like you know whatever oh, in Sabah and Sarawak the Philippines right the, yeah. the, the 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 lost child right some Philippines who 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 migrate to you know because of economic reasons right in the, in Sabah a lot of yeah. them right yeah, yeah exactly mm. and I I think a lot of people will be able to understand that it's a very and I don't think it's anyone's fault there is to a certain extent mm. like maybe a evolutionary tribal instinct right Mm-mm-mm. you just want to protect your tribe. Yeah. And the moment you are informed or mm. it's highlighted to you that there's another tribe coming to take mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. resources, mm. there's an instinct to fight back, mm. to become territorial. Yeah. It's like if you see like gorillas, right? Mm. And uh, I was watching a video about this. I think it was a German mm. guy. I can't remember his name now. But basically, he was like a really well known for, uh, in a certain part of Africa for being able to assimilate with gorillas. Mm, mm, mm. So there was a famous video of him holding a baby gorilla mm, 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 mm. and he triggered the, I think, alpha gorilla. Alpha male. <laughs> and the gorilla rushed him. So he threw the baby gorilla away. Uh, uh, uh. But he just stood his his ground mm. and the gorilla so backed away. Mm. Right? So there's so many like memes about how badass that guy is. Uh, la, uh, uh, uh. You know? But the fact is like how you get triggered by territory yeah, and yeah, when you yeah. see people are encroaching on territory. Yeah, yeah. And I think all of us are inbuilt with that, right? Correct. So th- then comes the next question. How do you like assuage or how do you deal with those things, right? Back to the point that I said, the power of knowledge. Knowledge, right? Mm. Knowledge shapes our worldview. Knowledge gives us many choices of how to deal with things, right? For me, for me partially, I'm when, when there's this maybe subconsciously I could be a racist but consciously I try to say okay let us be more open tolerant and inclusive because there's always this inbuilt prejudices yeah. right that were you know behind closed doors right 
we say things which are incorrect, right? Among people uh, from the same skin, right? Be in these close conversations. Sure. Yeah, that we should be embarrassed about actually because, but that's human being, right? That's yeah. human being. Even among family members, among siblings, there's factions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. Of course. What more between different type of people, right? Yeah. So, knowledge is the key. In my opinion, always it boils down to knowledge. Uh, but knowledge cannot exist in vacuum as well because it could be theoretical, mm. right? Practicality is exposure. At the same time, how do we give, have people from, how do we have varied experiences, right? Yeah. yeah. So knowledge and experiences. That's why I always felt that mm. food is actually a big, food and language. <laughs> These two things have always been a big stumbling block mm. because I think like a, like one of the basic uh components of a society is being mm. able to sit down and break mm. bread together mm, mm. and because of the cultural differences right mm. uh, it's very difficult for our communities to come together and interact together especially mm. now last time it wasn't so bad I mm. think mm. I don't know but that's what my the older generation tell me I don't know whether they are looking at things through like tinted lenses you yeah, know yeah, everything yeah. was greater last time yeah, yeah. but they say that there were a lot more like Rumabuka you know and everyone visiting each other Correct. but now you don't really see that in fact um, you know, I have friends, Malay friends, I have a lot of Malay friends mm, from high school mm, 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 mm. who come over during Christmas mm, and all mm, that. Mm. But like, I do know that there are Malays who don't feel comfortable even like coming over if someone is celebrating mm, Christmas mm, 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 mm. or going for a Hindu wedding, mm. uh, you know, because they are afraid that uh, it might be crossing or encouraging, I see. you know, some so sort of way. La. I see. So sometimes I, I feel a little bit some, I feel a bit pessimistic sometimes because mm. I don't see how we're going to bridge these gaps. Mm. And it also makes me feel sometimes like mm. non-Malays need to be more proactive and really reach out to Malay people. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, like I feel like, I've always felt like we there should be like Indians and Chinese and also Malays mm. that do something together mm. and go to rural areas like Kelantan, mm, Terengganu mm, 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 mm. so that people are exposed. Like, like mm, you know, in mm, Sabah, mm. a lot of them have never seen an Indian person before. Yeah, yeah. Correct. You know, yeah. it's like a foreign concept. Yeah. So all they live off is like stereotypes and stories. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I I yeah, but aside from that, I don't know how else we could bridge those gaps. La. You know, I don't I don't think too far again. I mean like national service for me was great, mm. right? That is they were forced people to come three months. Uh that that was although it's only three months, but really uh open up the eyes. Nah. Yeah, different realities of Malaysia. I was from urban area, so I think orang yang, you know, we used to get one hundred ringgit per month. Mm. Um, do it untuk uh, buy supplies or whatever from the government lah, right? During the national service, mm. but it's in a token. You have to go to a bank to to obtain BSN or something like that. And then three hundred for me within a month, <laughs> finish lah. Just buy food, buy whatever. But I had you know. Um, some of my friends every every single cent safe to send back to the parents yeah. mm. so different realities of Malaysia right in terms of social class in terms of uh, races right some you know uh, so for me that social experiment was good right uh, because some people uh, under normal circumstances wouldn't have that opportunity mm. to uh, mingle and coexist, right? right? So whenever people say national service is a waste for me because I'm a product of national service, I'm a high 
advocate of it, right? So mm-hmm. that's one of the view, few things that we can do to at least manufacture that experience, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that is from the government uh, perspective, from the local individual perspective, I guess just have to find people from different worldviews, I guess, and co-mingle, right? You're a PKR uh, card member, right? Yes. Card, yes, card holding member. Yeah. Do you think those parties, the mm. the opposition which became government, mm. which became opposition parties again, do you think they're doing a good enough job or do you think they're, they're playing the same games of, you I know? I think at least they start, they, they wanted to do uh, the right things, but just held by the inertia of the system, yeah, right? And the uncomfortable experience of transitioning to a new government, yeah. a lot of people was fe- were feeling it because they were in it for different reasons, right? Some <laughs> were against Najib, uh, some were for a better Malaysia, mm. some were for practical reasons, uh, <laughs> right so for me uh, that's why I'm, I still believe in Kadilan people were asking me you know, I still believe in Kadilan right I've, I'm in it for the long run right. I believe in organic growth so whatever uh, practical uh, affiliation uh, pack that was made during 2018 okay lah kan it crumbled as as fast as it was formed right? it was an yeah, yeah, yeah. unholy yeah. alliance yeah, from yeah. the beginning so for me, you know, it's, it takes time. Knowledge takes time, right? You must start from, but it must start somewhere, right? Mm. So, does it, you know, I always back uh, Martin Luther King, right? Yeah. He had to be killed and assassinated 50 years before America elected its first black president, right? So, uh, it, change takes time, right? You cannot, you cannot uh, append a whole society just just like that, right? They must be built fundamentally block by block foundation, right? So even for me, you know, I, I read the history of the Prophet Muhammad, right? He, in the Muslim worldview, he's the best of the best, right? The, the man that was chosen to lead mankind out of darkness. He had to endure persecution the first 10 years. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, is it 10 years or 13 years? The whole uh, time frame of his his uh, prophethood was 23 years in Mecca and Medina. But he, he the best man, had to endure p- persecution, uh, being uh, thrown with faces, being thrown with rocks until he was bleeding. He had to fought many wars. And uh, by the end of his death, it, there was only uh, Medina and, and Mecca, right? It wasn't the greatest empire built, right? Uh, uh, it was expanded by Ottomans, so on and so forth, right? But he... He, he just had a city, again, a city, and he is the best man in, uh, for, uh, considered for Muslims. Uh, even him, the chosen one, had to endure so much difficulty. Mm. What more of us, normal human beings? And mm. Are we arrogant enough to see, to say that within 5-10 years, we can change things, right? Or 20 years without enduring any sacrifices? Who are we, right? Mm. So, we, we likewise, the struggle for better Malaysia, for me, uh, for me, I I'm not 
for the results, right? Mm. I, I don't mind uh, not seeing the results in my lifetime, but at least I've exerted the energy to build the right foundation or platform at least one day when my daughter or my son, uh, you know, uh, grow up and say, you know, the, uh, Papa or, uh, fought for a better life for all of us, even though it was not the most popular or the convenient way, yeah. right? At least it must start somewhere. You know, it's not about power grabbing. It's about educating, uh, setting the right framework, organic growth, right? So understanding people uh, at the same time. So as long as it takes, doesn't matter, right? Yeah, I mean, I, that's why I really yeah. admire you because yeah. you're not just complaining on social media, but you're also yeah. in your own way doing hmm. the, the small things that you can do to make a difference. La. Correct. And truly it is... Uh, the most effective way to spread a message is peer-to-peer, person-to-person interactions. Mm, mm, mm. It's not the big 50,000 dramas. Mm, Those mm. are just hype for the first two, five minutes or whatever. Mm, mm. But you want lasting changes, Mm, you need mm. to build a relation. It's like one person has to mentor five. Mm, mm. Each each one of those five have to mentor another five. Then only you're going to see like real, real change. Mm, mm. It's like, um, I was reading about Elon Musk and Mm, Tesla mm. and how like, when Tesla started out and even now, mm. Tesla doesn't invest in marketing. Mm-hmm. They have no advertising team because mm-hmm. they believe in the product and they believe strongly in the power of people being the their own salesmen. Yeah, ambassadors. Yeah. And it's true. If yeah. like, that's a good product, mm. I will tell you it's a good mm-hmm. product and mm-hmm. you will tell another person it's a good product. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same thing with Malaysia. Mm-hmm. If we truly believe Malaysia is a good product and worth mm-hmm. fighting for, mm-hmm. it will spread like wildfire. Mm-hmm. You know, you and... It, it's just that mm. person-to-person interactions. Yeah. I, I, and I guess with Indians, Chinese and Malays as well, that's the thing. We need mm. to talk to each other, really yeah, talk to each other. At the same time, I also don't... I'm not against people who are leaving uh, Malaysia or anything. Mm. Uh, simply because for me, at the same time, uh, you know, the world is big. <laughs> for me, it's just because I'm Malaysia at that point of time, I want to exert my energy somewhere. Yeah. So I focus on Malaysia. But I don't discount people who leave, you know, because in Islam as well, nationalism is the cancer of Ummah, it's said, mm. right? Uh, because we should be brotherhood of men anywhere, everywhere, even if you go to UK, US, migrate to Canada, as long as you contribute as a society, it's fine, right? So I'm not too hard fixed of, you know, just all out Malaysia, you know, anywhere for the time being, it's just because I'm in Malaysia, let's build uh, roundness lah kan. But even if one day, maybe 20, 30 years, I'm in US ke, I think US is a nice place to, (laughs) at the same time, to explore different ideas as well, right? Because we've been to UK, you see how it changed our worldview, right? Yeah. Had we not been in UK. It literally is like a different world. Yeah, 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 correct. Yeah. Nothing to stop us to go anywhere else, in my opinion. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I get your yeah. point. Definitely, nationalism is a very funny concept. And now mm. we are becoming more and more globalized as mm, well. Mm, mm. But it's also, that's why funny because sometimes Malaysia, you know, Malaysia is like pro-Palestine, mm. right? But then, when it comes to Muslims for Rohingya, yeah. I mean, sorry, uh, Rohingya Muslims, for example, mm, mm. who are being literally also being persecuted, mm. then uh, Malaysia is silent on that. It's like weird kind of, that's yeah. when you really see whether what is political mm. and what is genuine la. you know and it seems like uh, things like Palestine I'm, I, I've am i been pro-Palestine for a long Mm-mm-mm. well more like a pro-two-state solution la, for, for a long long time mm. uh, and it's, so it's a bit jarring when you see those like people talk so much about Palestine mm. but then 
they are okay if like a Rohingya mm. uh, security guard gets slapped by the police mm, mm, mm. or gets uh, punched by some random guy because the the worker did something wrong. I just saw the other day I, w- I was doing a case uh, and it was an accident case. Mm, mm, mm. So these Myanmar workers, they accidentally hit this guy. Mm, it happens. Mm, la. Mm, it's mm. an accident, you know, mm, it's mm, normal. Mm, mm. This guy who got hit, his brother came. By car, okay? Uh, mm, the I, the it's a Malaysian was on a motorbike. Oh, okay. They were actually driving a forklift. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. uh, uh, yeah. I, see I, can't, that, uh, I can't go too uh, much into the case, uh, but uh, it's not clear cut. Uh, you know, it's really not a clear cut case because, uh, to be honest, the motorbike was driving very fast. Yeah, yeah. So it's it was an a genuine accident. accident it happens, yeah. right? Yeah. He did not die. Yeah. You know, he was slightly injured, but it was not crazy injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even before they knew how badly he was injured, mm. his brother came. And just started whacking up, you know, and not just like, he was talking to the worker first Mm. and then he just started slapping him, you know, and truly, I think it was only because he was a Myanmar worker. Yeah, yeah. If it was anybody else, he would not have dared do that. Correct, correct. And it's so crazy that, you know, you look at these people like they are subhuman like that. That's a problem, right? That's, I I think it's, it's difficult. You know, I I often wonder how I would act in certain situations as well. Mm. But, that's why knowledge comes in, right? Mm. Knowledge, we have to restrain uh, restrain and use our minds. Yeah, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. But yeah, it's something, it's the, it's the challenge that each one of us will have to face, whether we follow our instinct or brutish animalistic way of yeah. descending to anger or using our reason, the higher wisdom of angelic nature of resolving things through the proper way, right? Mm-hmm. So it comes, it, we are faced with this decision making every single day, right? Whether we have to wake up earlier to get things done or just sleep, sloth, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, all this, like it's really, it's, it's, it's a challenge all each and every single one of us have to face, right? But do you ever get like tired? Because I do sometimes where I feel like I'm always thinking about the different perspectives and sometimes yeah. you feel stuck yeah. Because you get that person's point of yeah. view, you get that person's mm. point of view, and you get everybody's point of view, but mm. and so you don't know. Sometimes you just feel a little bit stuck and tired, right? Yeah. Because you're hearing everybody's like mm. negative points of view. Mm. Do you ever feel like tired or discouraged? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, definitely. Because if we open our mind too much, memang we we get the view again. Okay? Mm. But that's why, as I said before earlier, uh, it's not recorded again. Uh, I made a choice, right? Uh, in political parties, uh, there's always different agenda, right? Of different viewpoints. But as, uh, as not, not to say as a man, sexist, but again, <laughs> as a human being, when push comes to shove, we must make a choice and be accountable for that choice. Right. That's all, right? I mean, like, history will judge us differently. Like maybe our choice was wrong, but at that point of time, we made that choice of supporting that. Sometimes staying neutral in the face of injustice or in the in a series of many scenarios is also wrong, right? You must make a choice and be accountable. Okay, is it doesn't matter. I follow through with this. Yeah. That's it, right? Yeah. So I, in many scenarios, there is always the better options, Better choice, I would say. Mm. Yeah, many, many times, right? In the context. Uh, yeah, you mentioned about the Myanmar. Uh, if it was a white guy, 
Yeah. <laughs> why? 100%. Why? Hundred percent confirm. Hundred percent. Sorry, the white guy just speak, speaking sikit, blah, 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 right? Yeah. yeah. We always takut terus, right? Yeah. yeah. Or you look, even look at that, uh, that crazy, uh, case of that Indian security guard. Yeah. That is murder. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mass slaughter, like that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, how uh. you know, how you must view someone. Mm. I don't know what that what was the interaction like between the two of them, but Maybe, I don't really care. What yeah. could that guy have said yeah. for you to do that to another person? Bully lah, again. It's Maybe insane. he's old, and and that that guy is bigger, fitter, again. So you feel like bully lah. And a child was there, mm. you know. And that's how I I think we also create this 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 yeah. <laughs> the next generation yeah, of yeah. monsters yeah, yeah. because they learn from example, right? It could it could it could be both ways, right? Be, uh, either that child grew up saying that I don't want to be like my father mm, because true. right some traumas inherited uh, but sometimes some children uh, react differently right so it can go both ways actually yeah but I just hope he doesn't grow up to be like his father <laughs> lah, right? yeah, just or he, if it was a uh, girl she uh, could grow up being attracted to men who have who uh, exhibit those kind of violent yeah, tendencies. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of times we are attracted to familiar yeah. to familiarity, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Were you uh disappointed or how mm. disappointed were you mm. when Pakatan Harapan fell apart? Um for me Pakatan Harapan uh, fell apart uh because in the first place, I didn't agree with my <laughs> Mahdi joining. I I never understood why. Right? Okay, okay, uh, okay. In the first place, yeah, I felt like, what are you thinking, man? I mean, like <laughs> all this why we were against, then suddenly happy, happy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, tapi tak pelah kan? Maybe I'm too idealistic, naive kan? Mm-hmm. So they joined, okay lah, menang lah kan, menang. But then. It was waiting to happen, I would say. It was waiting it was to happen. It was a ticking time. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're not solid enough as a team, yeah. right? And then any just minor things can break you apart, right? Yeah. E- even before the podcast, we were talking hmm. about how, because, I mean, we we I think both of us are not really in, you know, like you, yeah. are, you don't have any positions. Mm, or, yeah, yeah. And I also was just like an intern, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But even before the elections, like mm. I knew mm. this you know, here to the ground and listening to all the different mm. conversations mm. about the uh, the conflict mm. between Azmin mm. and Rafizi. Mm. It was very well known. Yeah, correct. It was very, very well known. The public may, may not have known about yeah, it, yeah, yeah. but anybody who was like, active in politics yeah. knew about this division. Yeah. So, I was not surprised when the when Azmin, the whole thing, yeah, when Azmin yeah, threw yeah. Anwar under the, the bus, the bus uh-huh. it was not surprising yeah, yeah, at yeah, yeah. all. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there were a lot of, you know, I think they t- they wanted to win so badly, they mm. took a lot of shortcuts. Yeah. You know, they cut a lot of corners. Yeah. And everything just fell. Political to- expediency. Right? Yeah. yeah. Even Mahate, one thing cool about the whole thing was Mahate did really reinvent himself during that that period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He came, like he, he was like this... He was like the Star Wars Yoda character. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know whether you remember uh, the third Star Wars movie, but the the prequels. Uh, uh. Uh, the first time Yoda comes and he takes out his lightsaber and he fights uh, Count Dooku. Okay. Do you remember right. that scene? 
Okay, I may, I may. Okay. Yeah, so it's basically like Anakin and uh, Obi Wan are fighting Count Dooku for the first time, and then they are losing. You know, Anakin gets his hand chopped off, and then suddenly this old Yoda walks back in, and then you know he he flips his robe yeah. and he takes out his lightsaber. It's yeah. the first time Yoda yeah. is activating his lightsaber to fight, right? Uh-huh. And I remember in the cinema, everyone going like, <gasps> like, you know, <laughs> it felt a bit like that with Mahate because uh-huh. it's like, there were rumblings of him going to come back about yeah, yeah, Langkawi, yeah, yeah. Langkawi, yeah, Langkawi. Yeah. And then suddenly he comes back and you see him coming through the crowds and the crowds are like, parting for him. Yeah. There was a lot of like, archetypal imagery yeah, yeah, involved yeah. with Mahate. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but it all fell apart lah. Mm. It really all fell apart because in the end of the day, he had all of them had too much of pride. Yeah, all of them had too much mm, of pride. Mm, mm. They didn't care enough for the people as much as they cared for themselves, lah, and mm. their their legacy, lah. Mm, mm. You know, and until today, no one has taken accountability for what went wrong. Mm, mm. Nobody. They all blame everybody mm, else mm, except mm, mm, mm. themselves. Mm. We have to, yeah, muhasabah diri lah, kan? Mm. Uh, self-reflection. But, yeah, for me, I'm not... Uh, personalities, of course, they do play a role in shaping politics. Mm. But shaping the structure, I'm, I'm, I'm way past that, right? Yeah. Uh, for me, how do we move forward? Uh, how do we build the foundations? Kadilan, I believe with uh, because it stands for justice and the right values. The right people will come in. The right people will be re, uh, renewing uh, Kadilan. And uh, even if Anwar doesn't doesn't become prime minister, yeah, so what? Yeah, whatever lah, kan? I mean, it built a strong enough opposition in order to, uh, to change uh, to change the country. Like uh, I mean, it's it's possible to have. A different party governing yeah. Malaysia, so that 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 created a new thinking pattern in among Malaysians, yeah. right? So although it was it was just a very short period of time, but it's possible, right? And then uh, it's just a matter of time. Building the framework and uh, foundation. That's all, right? Uh, maybe yeah. So maybe I'm, what we need also is the old guard to step down. Yeah, and really let the young ones take over. Yeah, because yeah. the old guard, it's not like think they have been like super successful. Mm. You know, it's not like things have been great. Correct. You know, so maybe it's time for just a breath of fresh air. Correct. And I'm quite optimistic about the younger generation, mm, just because mm. they are like I think when we were mm, growing up, mm, mm. Mahathir was still in power, mm. BN was still in power, mm. so we grew up with um, that stability. Yeah. But the young people now have grown mm. up with you know. Uh, Najib going to prison mm, and getting mm, sentenced. Mm, mm, mm. They've also grown up in this time of COVID. Mm, mm. They've grown up with all the, and with access to media Correct. and seeing all these things. Correct. So I think the younger generation are going to be more, much more nuanced. La. So Correct. I think that's why the Undi 18 thing was like super yeah, important, yeah, yeah. you know, that they, they get access to vote. La. Yeah. I mean, like, it takes time. It just takes time. We We think that I was surprised when Pakatan Harapan won. Uh, Harapan won. Yeah. Actually, I never, th- never thought it would win because uh, I've always been in, you know, is a narrative which is which is not popular lah. Pakatan Harapan among even among my circle of friends, I'm one of the few that support Pakatan Harapan. <laughs> a lot of people are still Barisan National right. uh, uh, supporters. But do you find with like all the things that have ex- been exposed with mm. uh, politicians being charged in court and yeah. all that, yeah. do you find perspective has changed a little bit, or for, is it still the same? For what? For like those, you know, those BN supporters. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Those BN, those guys who were mm. unwilling to support Pakatan Harapan, mm-hmm. because the good thing about Pakatan Harapan was, even if you argue that they were not uh, mm. the most competent of governments, right? Mm. They made mistakes. Yeah, everyone made mistakes. Everyone yeah. makes mistakes. BN also made mistakes. But yeah. the good thing about Pakatan Harapan was a lot of things came out. Yeah, it was exposed. Yeah, correct. And there was a lot of freedom to to discuss, and mm. there was a lot of freedom of speech. Mm. Uh, and there was yeah, a lot of things came out in the, the mm. in light lah. Mm. Do you feel like because of that were there anybody were there people who like sort of changed their views or perspectives or was it just ideology all the way and they just stuck to their guns? It's, it's not really ideology. A lot of people are still thinking in race. You know, yeah, yeah that's the thing. That's it's the crazy. thing. Yeah, it's this thing. It's the thing. I mean, like race as as no matter how <laughs> how educated we feel we are, but it does play a role. You know, they look at race. Yeah, that's it. Bottom ground. Among my friends, they don't mind as long as Malay <laughs> yeah. leading leading it, right? Doesn't matter whichever party, but must be Malay, yeah. So that's just how some people think, which is fine, I guess. Like we can't change people's thinking, right? But we can change how we think, and maybe those around us how we think, right? I mean, like for me, uh, competency, you know, it takes a while before we really judge a person. Uh, through his or her competency, right? And it takes a while. So as long as, as long as we, you know, again, building the framework, building mm-hmm. foundation, building, right? So that's it, right? It's not just only the Malays, other people, right? Non-Malays as well. I mean, like the, for for example, for Chinese, right, right. Chinese school is very important, right? Die, 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 Chinese school. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, it's, it's, race does play a factor in Malaysian politics for the time being, but I'm choosing to align myself at least consciously to a party that adopts universal values, with, which is Kadilan, right? Yeah. Stuff, man. Hmm. I Even like when it comes to like Bumi policies, right? And it's about like making sure that the Malay community are economically mm. uh, not disadvantaged. I I I just don't. I get it, but at the same time, I just don't understand why if we are so good at affirmative policies. Yeah. Why don't just apply that mechanism to just the people who are poor? Definitely, that's why that's why Pakatan Harapan Ketuaan Rakyat, right? Not Ketuaan Melayu. Yeah. Yeah. It's needs based. For yeah. me, that's it. You know, you don't give you know, help handouts to Anak Tan Sri yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't or, make or sense. Or like super rich businessmen, uh, yeah, Ch- yeah, Chinese yeah. or Indians or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just look at the most, because I mean, as a government, hmm. you are supposed to be a certain extent an equalizer. Yeah. And in the sense that you're supposed to uh, break cycles, yeah. cycles of poverty, for example. Yeah, yeah. So you're supposed to help the least, la, the mm. ones who cannot stand up for Definitely. themselves. Definitely. Yeah. And just to me, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, this tribalism thing, it's a powerful and emotive uh, mm. uh, factor in Malaysia. You're right, we don't even have ideology in Malaysia. Mm, There's mm, no like, mm, mm, mm. we talk about conservative, mm, mm, you know, and liberal in Malaysia, but mm. it's more like race-based. Yeah. But Kadilan at least is trying to NDAP, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's not race-based sangat lah. Yeah. Mm. So, in fact, they're trying to diversify. Mm. They are actually happy if different races join. Mm. Like one of PKR's biggest selling points, they always say, is that they are mm. the most diverse party yeah. in the country. Yeah, you know. I think I think that's 
that's the way forward lah kan. Cuma only a certain amount of people je subscribe to this uh, ideology. Hmm. So that's it. We just have to build a larger influence or base, right? Hmm. Yeah. What is your uh, NGO small changes? What do you guys do? A lot again education, right? Knowledge empowerment, right? Uh, among many other things, we teach. Uh, we do motivational camps for for rural students, form four students, to give them access or options after SPM. What to do, right? Mm-hmm. What to do, what to, how to score, how to apply for things. You know, some of them don't even know how to apply for borang UPU, so so and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. Again, uh, my first experience was national service. Again, right? National service. My friend, I remember him. He he's from Trengganu, the one who said first time meeting normally, <laughs> yeah. right? He said he scored five A's in his SPM. Okay, I only scored four A's. Same, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> four A's in SPM. Maybe that's why. Uh. Maybe there's some sort of intelligence uh, factor for you becoming progressive or something. <laughs> four A's, you you'll be progressive. <laughs> but but he was born uh, to petani family, right? Right in Trengganu, right? Now he is working as a security security guard. Mm. Ha. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, for is, tapi sebab maybe uh, parents who are who are uh, knowledgeable, right? Uh, and then social safety net because of family. Yeah, I progress masuk uni, and then now currently lawyer again. So there is different realities of Malaysia, right? Uh, different people have different starting points right so we believe in leveling the playing field for me is that right i mean uh give as much opportunity to people right uh, so small changes ideology is that empowering people through knowledge so we've worked with um, among many other things uh rural students right uh what else orang asli Refugees. That's why I speak about Rohingyans, right? Sure. Uh, Rohingyans. Uh, we've we've given food for the refugees from not only Rohingya from Middle Eastern country. Sure. Uh, who are based here? Yeah, other refugees, uh, from Myanmar who are not ah, Rohingya Myanmar as well. As well. You know, the Chins and yeah. all of that. Yeah. Yeah, Chin community. What else? Eh, uh, flood relief. We we do occasionally. We do. Uh, Uh, disaster relief uh, programs, uh, mm. give supplies, food, boats, or whatever. We've done a range of pro- programs actually. Uh, mental health issue. Uh, what else? Mm. Basically, uh, basically, it's a platform for people mm. to advocate what they feel strongly about. Mm. And we have a group of people. Mm. And then, uh, but the core team is about empowering people through knowledge. And yeah. and this NGO has been going on for quite a while now, yeah, right? Yeah, it's been, it's in its 10th year now. Brilliant. Yeah, 10th Brilliant. year. Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. Uh, any plans for, I guess, uh, your the work would have been limited because of mm. COVID. Mm. Correct. Uh, but moving forward, do you have any plans or anything? Yeah. So every year, there's always plans. We do camps five five-day camps or seven-day camp involving 100 and 200 or 200 students and around 50 volunteers. Mm. Uh, but because of COVID, uh, we did it online, right? Online to... Uh, as a matter of fact, in 2019, 2020, we were supposed to go Sabah. We've been to many states in Peninsula, 
but it was the first time we planned to go to Sabah but because of COVID we had to cancel it right? right so if situation permits we will do more uh, perhaps in Sabah I'm not sure every year the the at, I'm part currently part of the advisory team but we have the the committee so it depends on them for me my role is I just coach them to 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 organize projects in a sustainable way yeah hmm. so the new committee has recently been elected so I'm not too sure what their plans are but more or less similar I guess hmm. empowering people through knowledge during COVID we gave uh, PPE suits so so forth we 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 pivoted according to the needs lah again we can no no on only online meeting online uh, coaching online mentoring how do you do your fundraising and things like that uh, just empower just online uh, right. with everyone is like you said ambassador like if you mm-hmm. believe the product you believe the idea the p- people will fund you right mm-hmm. you say something you believe in this thing believe in education uh redressing the education inequality then people will fund you mm. right the cost so you know statistics what is it which i think we've raised more than half a million or 600 or 700,000 for the mm. past 10 years mm. everything is online based we live in a life uh, in a in in a in a generation whereby it's much easier to fundraise because <laughs> yeah. of social media. It's just like a click yeah. of a button lah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, I think a few thousand people have benefited. Mm. So, but that's not the point. The point is, yang paling best is when you see people who don't really uh, believe in themselves uh, become volunteers, know how to organize things mm-hmm. and, 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 and becomes agents of change. For mm. me, my role is basically uh, Uh, training more people empowering more people to believe and replicating this idea that uh, you know you don't have to do you don't have to have grandiose ideas or plans right uh, to change the world but just start small right yeah. uh, if i'm not mistaken von goethe uh, the german philosopher said an ounce of action is worth more than a ton of ideas an ounce of action is worth more and a ton of ideas because we 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 hang out with lawyers kan mm. lawyers kan we talk so much right <laughs> <laughs> talk so much so intellectual thing right tapi yeah. bahagian buat yeah, tak ada sangat kan sometimes yeah. we just talk right yeah, yeah, so yeah. a lot of smart people are good at talking uh, which is okay right that is another form of advoc- advocacy activism mm. right spreading knowledge but at the same time Uh, itulah uh, putting your money where your mouth uh, is yeah yeah we have to we, we can do more I, i think i yeah. i think we can do more and but at the same time don't be paralyzed by the scale of the problem sure. poverty you know you don't say you want to end world hunger apa, kan? because mm. okay tak apa bagi makan to one person or one family small changes big difference sikit sikit and then lama-lama jadi bukit lah kan yeah because mm, This is how you train your muscle memory, mm. right? You take uh, incremental st- I That's why I believe in organic growth, right? Mm. You take incremental step. Uh, this year, maybe you've uh, coached one or two people. Next year, maybe four people, right? Or through your team, you will grow, right? Mm. So because if you take a role which is beyond you, you become paralyzed until you don't want to do it anymore, right? right? Yeah, so that's it, right? That's it, how... Uh, yeah 
just start somewhere. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I think that's a, like a good yeah. place to uh, end there. Uh, but I hope you consider coming back again. Yeah, sure, sure. We had sure. a good conversation. Yeah. Uh, we normally end... Okay, first we have to do your plugs if you have anything to plug. Mm. It could be your, you know, small changes, uh, socials, or even your own personal mm. socials. Mm. We normally end with either like a final message or mm. like a recommendation. I think we'll do recommendations. Mm. So recommendations is you can recommend something maybe you're consuming right now, a book or a TV series or movie mm. or music, mm. anything. Mm. Recommend mm. a product. Yeah. Recommend. So uh, plugs. Anything to plug? Uh, recommend. Okay. Maybe please, uh, I always recommend this to my the ones that I'm coaching uh, try to read uh, Victor Frankl oh right? uh, uh, message, message for meaning, meaning yeah, right yeah. Uh, at least try to understand uh, buku tu kan among many other things uh, of course more changes I will I will uh, advocate for and recommend but uh, third thing is uh, open up your mind uh, mm. be open to uh, meeting new people sure and Uh, that's how a lot of chances opportunities arise right a single a simple hello can lead to a million beginnings right like how we are today kan you yeah. took the chance tak uh, segan kan nak ajak orang kan in sure. a way eh? but but then just main principle in life is there's a sea of banyak sangat benda boleh berlaku a lot of things can do but people won't go to you you go to people create that chances you know just say hello tak kisahlah kan you will lead to further opportunities right dunia ni sangat luas untuk diterokai yeah, right yeah 100%. so please 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 have courage to believe in yourself that you can do it right mm. please uh, fight for yourself right brilliant yeah thanks so much man thanks yeah. so much for coming on yeah Uh, to all those listening uh, thanks for tuning in again we mm. hope you are staying good staying healthy and staying mm. safe peace 